You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches. So how do you stay up to date on all of the excitement regarding the Tampa Bay Lightning? You download the Odyssey app, you search Pucks and Bolts, you hit the auto-download button so that you can have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you. Share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans, of course. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and joining me today is Tampa Bay Lightning TV and radio analyst, Bobby the Chief Taylor. Bobby, how are you doing? I know you mentioned the pollen. It's been crazy hectic. I, too, have been suffering from the pollen here in Tampa Bay. Uh, how are you feeling today? Yeah, it's it's crazy. you know. It, it, and, and, you know, for all the stuff that happens when you're a hockey player, you know, all the bumps and the cuts and, and the, the all that stuff, when you say that you suffer from hay fever, they kind of look at you really funny. You know, yes, I'm sure. you know, you guys water, you swell up, your voice gets really funny. And so it's like you got a uh, head cold for like two weeks or something like that. It's it's really an irritant. Oh my gosh, it's so irritating. And then when you're not dealing with congestion and you're trying to just keep your voice, I had no voice for days at a time. And my parents are like, well, just stop talking. And I'm like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> I try to not talk. And then those are the days that I have to talk the most. So Hopefully you'll be able to uh, kick this allergy situation sooner rather than later. Um, But as I mentioned, analysts for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Bolts are on that push towards playoffs right now. And the guys have had some tight contentions, uh, close losses, but I'm sure they prefer it to be an overtime situation versus getting blown out. Uh, But what's been your evaluation of their game as of late, especially their overtime loss to the Sabres last night? Well, one of the things that uh, I find that – is that sometimes they get away from their game. You know, they're, they're very, very good at uh, on the forecheck and puck retrieval, and they did a very good job of that for about the first 12, 13 minutes of that period last night. But then if you, but if you want to get into a running game, gun game, you've got to re- know who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Sabres are a very, very talented offensive team. They're the third highest scoring team in the league. They love those run and gun games, you know, because that's what really suits their their profile. But they're what twenty fifth defensively, thirtieth uh, mm-hmm. defensively, something to that effect. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So why would you want to get into a run and gun game with them? Because that plays right into it. And I think that's probably what happened to us after that first period. We tried to outscore the team rather than outplay them, and that was something that we did on a consistent basis back when we tied the record for 62 wins, you know, a few years back and then went out four straight in the playoffs. And, and, and the coaching staff kind of alluded to that after the game saying that, you know, we got to play that tight defensively style. And I keep referring it to hockey's like pool. It's not what you make in pool. It's what you leave. And, you, you know, if you make, you know, so if you make, five goals, but you leave six on the table for the other team, they go to work that way. 
So mm-hmm. for me, that I think, and they haven't done that. In, uh, they do it every once in a while. I think they get away from it. And even the players themselves have kind of slapped themselves because they said, you know, we didn't play where we were supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is a team that's done so well with creating the reputation of those comeback wins um, after trailing in the first period as well as the second period. They've had 10 comeback wins total this season, so maybe they've gotten too reliant on that. But Bobby, you mentioned defense and how they're playing. And as a former goaltender yourself, how would you say the defense is playing in front of Vasilevsky this season? As a whole, pretty well. You know, I mean, that we give up a lot of high danger scoring chances. I think this is just the scheme that they have them playing, you know, where they have uh, they, they're more, more guys on the puck than, than, than spreading out and taking the uh, open pay people. Uh, the game's a little bit different than, you know, back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think that, you know, Vassy is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, I watch him day in and day out and, I have the privilege of watching him day in and day out because he is such a tremendous athlete and tremendous goalie. I think we kind of get caught up in the fact that, well, we don't have to be as firm defensively because we got him back in the net. And, mm-hmm. you know, 99% of the time that happens. You know, we, he, And I thought maybe last night's game against Buffalo, he was probably average. You know, there was a couple of goals that he should have had back. But we're so used to seeing him being brilliant. That when he's right. average, oh, oh my gosh, what's wrong with him? Does he need a rest? Oh my goodness, what do we do? You know, mm-hmm. and it, 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 he spoils us. He really does. And uh, I think one of those games last night shows you that if you're not really strong defensively, then other team can score when he's not at his best. Right. I think that in some ways they get a little too reliant on how well Vasilevsky protects them and kind of bails them out of tough situations. Uh, you can see their frustration, especially when playing versus a guy like Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. Um, they've been very dominant versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that was something that I was expecting them to scheme together differently. Um, as for another situation that may have played into the overtime loss last night, that that uh, odd man rush, their management of containing rushes, making sure those that they don't get outplayed in that manner over and over again. What are you seeing on the ice to where they're kind of not being so consistent in managing the rush. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, for instance, you, you're getting – if you're pushing to score all the time, mm-hmm. you still have to make sure that you, you have – like, defensemen will get up in the rush, which is good. But if you have a forward line with a defenseman up in the rush and you are you have to be a forward to come back to cover up, well, mm-hmm. we're not getting that in games. And that's what was happening last night. We, we were giving up, you know, they scored two goals on wide open breakaways. And that means everybody's pushing to score the goal. Well, I know when you're down by one or two goals, you have to be, take chances because to get back into the game. That's the one thing you have to do. But you got to make, make smart choices, you know. And I think that when you take a look at it, we didn't really – we had a lot of shots at the goaltender, Comrie, but a lot of them were right at him. And uh, he made a couple of saves, really, uh, really good saves while we were pushing. But I think a lot of times when you take a look at, at uh, the stats, I really pay attention to missed shots and block shots. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of missed shots and a lot of block shots. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things, too, that led to that uh, close uh, loss last night. But the good news is that they're still the team play lightning. They still pull off, you know, grand plays and, and big games and stuff and they show up when it counts 
And Coach Cooper said that every point obviously counts more now in the second half of the season. Um, what have you seen out of the team since coming back from all-star break that makes you confident in their playoff run or the potential playoff run to come up? Well, the game like last night where they're trying to play all offense is, is a rarity. You know, mm -hmm. we've seen, they've done it a couple of times, but most of the time they really play a very solid defensive game and, and, and really limit the chances. That's the one thing that I've seen since the, the break. I think they've done a really good job with that. And, they're a very difficult team when they have their forechecking going and their puck retrieval going, and they're very, very strong at that. And uh, there's going to be games where, yes, you know, the goalie's going to be outstanding, like uh, that um, the other day against um, um, the um, when we played at, uh, that the goaltender that we, that we had in our lineup, and uh, he was just outstanding. Uh, we lost in overtime. For me, those games will happen. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the games from the break on, these guys have been really playing and getting that game down that we saw win them two cups and go to the finals the third time. Yeah, they're really good at managing the stretch. You mentioned forechecking, and I had a chance to ask Coach Cooper, who's the better forechecker, Anthony Sorelli or Brandon Hagel? And, of course, Coach Coop kind of laughed, and he didn't want to give a direct answer. And then once everyone walked away, he kind of whispered one. But I want to know, who uh, who do you think is the stronger forechecker between Sorelli and Hagel? Wow. They both, yeah, they, they're very, very close. They're very close. They're both, both of them have really good speed. That's the thing. They get on. Mm -hmm. We, I had a coach one time taught me to tell us that, you know, when you, you want to get on the four check so that the defenseman has to play with his face in the glass all the time, you okay. want to get on so quickly that they can't get turned around to see where the danger is coming from. So that, you know, so that's, and that's what these two guys do. They get on them so quickly that the defense was always facing the boards or the glass around the rink. So he mm -hmm. can't see where he can pass the puck to get out of trouble or where the trouble's coming from. So they are very good at that. I, Sorelli might be, he's a little bigger. Uh, mm -hmm. So he might be probably better at retrieving the puck in, in those situations than Brandon, but both of them are tremendous at getting in there. Yeah, and Brendan Hagel has been an awesome surprise for this Tampa Bay Lightning roster. Um, they're getting ready to hit the road. Luckily, it's just two games on the road before returning home versus an extended road trip. They've done well with four-game road trips starting off. Closing out strong has kind of been a bit of a struggle. Um, how do you think they will manage versus the Red Wings on Saturday and the Pittsburgh Penguins, a former team of yours, on Sunday? Well, the two things, you know, and, and the thing is, you're, you, the players, the teams that they're playing now are really fighting to get into that wild card. Yeah. Detroit won a big game at home the, uh, last night against the Rangers. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, New Zealand, Lalonde, you know, Derek Lalonde, their new coach who was here last year, yeah. for the last few years, rather, has really got them playing better defensively. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. But what, what I find is that when this team loses, the Lightning, that is, and they don't play the style of game that they really want to. The next game out, they really do. They're yeah. such good. They're so yeah. They're so very good at self-analyzing, and I think that'll be tough. And then Pittsburgh coming off a really bad spanking last night by, you know, they they got beat really badly by Edmonton last night. So they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna be a little bit upset with themselves. So they're gonna these two games are gonna be a lot harder than people realize. But I think mm -hmm. because of the game. And that the Lightning had and should have won last night. The Lightning will be a lot more cognizant of their defensive um, 
schemes and, and of the responsibility. So I think I, I expect to see a really good game. I, I, I think that it, I don't think it'll be the wide open end to end rushes we saw in that six yeah. five game. It could, it'll be a very close game, I think. And Detroit, if you recall, the last time they played Detroit, Detroit beat them pretty badly. So I think that's still in the back mm-hmm. of their mind as well. That's exactly what I was going to say. Newsies kind of had their number. He brought a lot of pressure to them. That was kind of tough to watch. But, of course, you love to see the success of somebody that works so close with Coach Cooper. Um, And that kind of takes me to the fact that the East has to be the strongest conference right now. They're making the right moves, uh, especially with the trade deadline coming up. They're adding the right players to be competitive. The Rangers being a a team, Toronto adding Ryan O'Reilly. What's going to make the lightning stand out in this highly competitive conference right now as everyone starts to make those last moves to make that playoff push well you know have been there done that type of thing you know they're very very good at realizing what they have to do and what makes them successful and and you know don't count julian breezeball out for not trying to make (laughs) something at the trading deadline because he's done it the last two years where it just blew everybody's mind like for instance, last year, Brendan Hagel and Nick Paul, right. you know, the, you're, you, when the made, trade was made, everyone's going, who? You know, and mm-hmm. look at how it turned out. And and Nick Paul's a guy, too, that's going to be a very important part, I think, as we go down there. He, uh, he's been, he has struggled up until last night. He has been struggling for, uh, you know, getting his game back. He hadn't scored for a while. He, he wasn't skating and moving his feet. And uh, he even said that. And. I think he'll get back into the groove too and be a, a very important part of our rush to the Stanley Cup finals uh, like he was last year. But I, I think, I still think Julian, you know, he's a wizard. And I yes. think he's, he's going to do something uh, to, to get uh, uh, a faceoff guy or maybe another defenseman because we're a little bit shallow back there mm-hmm. uh, and um, do something that'll make, give us a really good push when we get into the playoffs. Yeah, we've talked a lot with a lot of the other media members at the Lightning about, you know, there hasn't been that real replacement for Ryan McDonough. Nick Paul, I mean, not Nick Paul, Nick Perbix has been an awesome surprise. Um, but still, you don't have that that Ryan McDonough presence back there. So defense is what I think that, that Brisbane would do. Um, with you mentioning Nick Paul, though, I have to ask, after Tuesday night's game, him and Ross Colton were mentioning the fact that the third line needs to get more involved, especially when it comes to scoring. Now you're seeing them tilt the ice. You're seeing them help create those momentum swings. What do you think of Ross Colton, Nick Paul, and Pat Maroon on that third line and what they've done the last three or I would say three or so games? Yeah, Colton's starting to hit a stride. I mean, he's always, you know, so far in his young career, he's always been kind of a streaky player. He's got a very, very good shot. You know, and sometimes we get in this habit of overpassing instead of just keeping, you know, we sometimes that third line has to play more on a straight line, you know, mm-hmm. because, they're you know, they got to use their size, their speed and in their ability to check, um, you know, and you watch Kucherov and, and point and how they pass the puck and do these fancy things. Only a few people can do that. Yes. So if you think that you can do that, you know, you might be able to do it one out of 10 times. So mm-hmm. I think they have to simplify their game and be a much more harder team and a harder line to play against that stays in the offensive zone, really be strong on the boards and take the shots from around the top. I sound like Phil Esposito now because Phil's always <laughs> yelling, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Yes. 
<laughs> they kept tweeting that yesterday, uh, especially on the for the second power play unit, which the second play power play unit has kind of been the spark on special teams as of late. First power play unit hasn't been relied on as heavily. Um, kind of give me your take on Corey Perry and, and Bellamere before we get ready to get out of here, because I feel like Corey Perry is starting to get his scoring stride on and he's such a silent leader on this team where it's easy to follow his lead he does well at creating traffic in front of the net something that a few other players want to add to their game a bit more yeah he's got great hands too i mean you know uh his speed is 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 you know he was never the fastest skater you know and his speed's a little bit slower now but i when you i i like him you know on that power play because he's so good in and around the net he has great hands you know and what, he's got 13 goals now, you know, and uh, so that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I think uh, Belmar's kind of struggled a little bit uh, where he has to really become better at, and he's always been fairly good at it, is face-offs. Because yes. when, you're, when you're on your, when you're killing penalties or even on the power play, they punch up puck possession, puck possession, puck possession. If you don't win the face-off, you don't have puck possession. So that's mm -hmm. a very key part, and that's where I think Belmar has to get a lot better at is making sure that he he wins more faceoffs. He'll have good games, then bad games, then bad games, and then a good game, then a bad game and a bad game, then a good game. That mm -hmm. part of the game has to get more consistent from him, and that because we need him because he kills a lot of the penalties. Yeah, he's a huge asset on that penalty kill. Um, and before we let you go, Bobby, we talked briefly about the trade deadline coming up. Are there any defensive names that come to mind that you see being a, an attractive plug-in on this Tampa Bay Lightning roster? Maybe some rumblings you can give us hints on? Well, I know about a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of ru there were rumors that I was hearing like Luke Shan might be coming back, you know, because yeah. the problem we have always obviously is, is the cap space. Yeah. But the way these teams now are working these three team deals and, one and two teams are taking half the salary on that. It, you know, I mean, just this last one that the Boston uh, made with with Washington, it was a three team deal, and and they're taking all. Uh, Boston, I think may may have may be able to pay about fifty bucks a week or something for these guys. They got all the money <laughs> taken away. It seems like, but I think that might be something that might have to happen. Um, mm -hmm. I I think they would like to have another defenseman just in case, mm -hmm. you know, because. Uh, um, I don't think they're satisfied with a lot of it back there, or mm -hmm. comfortable with. Let's put it that way. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a face-off guy come. Again, right. I'm pretty big on that face-off, and you know maybe uh, Julian can work his magic and get somebody that's really good in the face-offs. Yes. Well, success does start in the circle. I wouldn't mind seeing Luke Shin come back because I just remember him being that guy versus the Islanders. All of a sudden, he started putting pucks on net, and you're like, okay. We love this for Luke Shen. So yeah. thank you so much for your insight, your analytics, and obviously being such a grand voice for the Tampa Bay Lightning. As always, Tampa Bay Lightning fans, to catch brand new episodes like this with guys like Bobby the Chief Taylor, you download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto-download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you. Share with friends, family, and of course, other hockey fans, because food is not want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us here on Pucks and Bolts, and we will catch you all next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.